Myanmar, trying to get it towards the empty net. He dives. He scores. Hat trick. Game seven. Myanmar. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. And he comes, fakes. He scores. Mark Stone, shorthanded goal. Took the goal off its pegs, lost his stick, but more room to pump his fist. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. We have tickets to give away for the next action for the Vegas Golden Knights. A two to see the St. Louis Blues battle the Golden Knights on Wednesday at T-Mobile Arena. Those two tickets will be handed out to you, possibly you or you over there. Uh, At some point uh, over the course of this hour, we will give you the phone number and we will give you the time to call and which caller it will be. Uh, But uh, right now, I want to tell you about this hour of the VGK Insider Show. One-timers, news notes from around the National Hockey League. Uh, John Gibson already uh, battling injury for the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, He will not go tonight, uh, but there's some other players that are banged up early on in this season and teams that can ill afford to have players banged up early on in this season if they're going to make a push for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, that's coming up in just a little bit. Plus, our rating scale, uh, judging last night's performance by the Vegas Golden Knights. It's a new rating scale, and Ryan, we settled on it. We ran through it yesterday. Remind everybody uh, what we're dealing with. Okay, so we are on a 1-5 to five scale, but... One to five is too boring. It's too boring for this show. You expect us to come with a little bit different angle on it. So we're actually going to be assessing and rating Golden Knights games based on spiciness of peppers. So number one, the worst game possible, like one out of five is a bell pepper. Two out of five is a jalapeno. Three out of five is a habanero. Four out of five is a ghost pepper, and five out of five, the best game you could ever think of, a perfect game, that's the Carolina Reaper. Hmm. Well, I'm going to leave the Carolina Reaper on the table for right now, <laughs> not just because I'm anti-spice or, uh, or hot peppers, but uh, it certainly didn't, uh, didn't live up to that last night. Uh, ghost, mm, again, still a little bit too hot for me. Uh, in fact, jalapeno gets to me, uh, so I'm... I'm going to settle in nicely with a bell pepper, which is number one after the 6-2 performance against the Los Angeles Kings, which uh, favored the home team last night in Southern California. Uh, Chapman. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Ryan. I know you were going to say something. No, no. I Joe, you, you go, buddy. I, I, I was <laughs> just going to agree with Darren. Oh, all right. Uh, can I put the seeds back in the ground? Because I don't think the pepper even grew. That's kind of how bad the game was last night. But... Uh, don't think that's an option, so I'm with Darren Bell Pepper. They they weren't good last night, and uh, well, hopefully that's not the case on Wednesday when they play the Blues. How many Bell Peppers do you think we'll give out this year? My guess is not too many. Wallace? I would say less than 10. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. We probably won't give out more than 10. Who do you think? Less than 10 Who Bell do you, Peppers. Yeah. Who do you think gives out the most bell peppers? I don't think any. This year? Yeah. I don't think either. I don't think any of us will really give out that many because this team, we're just not accustomed to them playing as bad as they well, did last night. We're not going to agree on every game. No. 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 Here, this is, this is the definitive guide. Um, if there's a game on the fence, 
I think Chapman shades to Bell Pepper mm, yeah. more than you more than you do, Darren. Um, I think you shade to Jalapeno or or even Habanero uh, more than Chapman does. So my guess on this is that by the end of the year, the most Bell Peppers awarded, even though it's Darren's preferred pepper, uh, it's going to be Chapman. Chapman will give the most Bell Peppers. Keep in mind, like I see the good in people, and that's why I shade to the positive. Chapman, well, on they, the other hand. They're around you. You have to see the good in them. <laughs> they put up with you. They do, they do put up with me. Yeah, they tolerate you. <laughs> uh, tolerate. Uh, encourage. <laughs> no, I don't know any. I don't know any people who were in, not 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 in the circles that we know who were encouraging you. That's I. I think there's there's a bit of a mix in that run. So it's a clean sweep. A bell pepper uh, takes the cake as we launch this new rating scale for the Vegas Golden Knight games. Uh, as we come on after every game, there there won't be another one until next Thursday. We got a long time to go, so we're gonna have to keep reminding everybody about that. We might have to throw like a, a practice game in there. Just pick a, a random game on the National Hockey League schedule to to try this thing out and get uh, everybody going. But I want to get the the audience involved in this as well. And mm-hmm. so maybe on Mondays we can get uh, on weekends where there's games. On Mondays when we open up the phone lines at 4 o'clock every Monday on the VGK Insider Show and Fox Sports Las Vegas. And we open up the uh, lines to give you your uh, opportunity to speak. We can get some ratings uh, from, from people on that. And it might, it might sway us uh, during the course uh, of the day. But it's, there's five days between games now. Is, is that a good thing? Ryan, where are you on this early season break? Um, so, I mean, we, we kind of thought about it right beforehand, saying that you want to get a couple of games in and then you can kind of look back at some things you'd like to change, uh, focus on, and then you know you, you get right back into it, as opposed to waiting until, say, Saturday to start the regular season as some teams have the schedule breakdown that way. For me, I think it's positive only because you've got an opportunity to maybe get a little healthier. And, and I don't know how many players are going to be close. We are, are still kind of waiting on more information on Mark Stone, though, as we talked about in hour number one, it's a little bit more encouraging than it was, say, at the time of the injury last night in L.A. But, you know, if you can get a Will Carrier back, right? Like if you can get just one more player that, that rounds out your bottom six and it's a little bit more normal as to what you'd expect coming into the regular season, then I think that's a positive for the Golden Knights. And I also think that there's going to be some interesting practices over the next couple of days. you got Pete DeBoer, and you've got an opportunity to refine some of the things you don't like from the first two games. I I do think this break is a good one for the Golden Knights because it just kind of allows them to reset and hopefully get a little bit healthier. Yeah, from the Mark Stone front, uh, really dial into that uh, injury Mm -hmm. and where he is at over the next couple of days. But the Carrier being uh, the concussion, uh, recovering on that uh, side. Uh, Yanmark on COVID. Yeah. What do we know about COVID? It takes time. So having five days is going to be uh, a real uh, advantage to getting him back in the lineup with, and limiting the number of games that uh, that Matthias Yanmark is going to miss. And then you get into the, the, the Brett Howdens and uh, and a couple of the other players that are that are banged up and and. Nick Waugh, and, and we don't know as much about those timelines, but uh, five days is going to be uh, a, a very uh, advantageous span for Pete DeBoer to have, 
I think, a different-looking lineup next Wednesday against the St. Louis Blues uh, than what we witnessed last night against the Los Angeles Kings. And my assignment, and I want you to hold me to this uh, for next mm. Wednesday. Okay. I want to know, I'm curious, how many more games experience the forward units will have, the forward unit will have, next Wednesday compared to last night? So if if uh, if Carrier's uh, available or um, Yanmark's available, and we we put their games played, career games played in, compared to a Lasician or a Rombjerk or uh, a Peyton mm-hmm. Krebs, I mean, it, that that will tell you how much different and uh, more uh, talented National Hockey League ready the lineup will be. Yeah, and and you're you're spot on. Like if you're singling out kind of those two players, and I think that we are because from what we understand, those are probably the two that are closest to getting back into the rotation for the Golden Knights. If you are able to do that on Wednesday, then I think you're in a really good spot to get closer to what the the envisioned plan was going to be going into the year for the Golden Knights. So um, automatically there, I think it makes you better. So, you know, time will tell. But as you mentioned, things take time, especially in the case of Matthias Janmark, five days could be essentially half the quarantine time, right? Like, so that's that's a positive outlook, I think, if you're going into next week's game trying to, to, to figure out what's going to be different. NHL talent that is proven down your lineup coming back into the lineup would be a, a different look for the Golden Knights, one we haven't seen yet this year. Well, just to give you an example, last night, the fourth line, seven. Seven games. Seven total yeah. between the three, and all seven were from one guy. Did I not yeah. mention that no, no, already in the show? I, I know. I'm just emphasizing that. But to compare, <laughs> William Carrier has played 255 yeah. career games. So it, it, it's a huge, huge difference for the Golden Knights. Mat- Matthias yeah, Janmark, 353 career NHL we're talking games. About, we're talking about a difference of like 500 NHL yeah. games, which is, which is a fantastic thing. Like that's what you want on a team that's contending this year. Um, as much as you want young players to get an opportunity and, and grow, uh, you're looking to get one or two guys into different situations, not an entire line of of players where you've only got seven games of NHL experience and it's only coming from one guy. For a minute there, I, I thought we had a Bobby Ryan thing going again. No, no, I was I was only making the comparison. Even even Brett Howden, who is the guy who's played the least amount of games between mm-hmm. those three, 178 career games. So. I mean, it's 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 a massive difference. I'd love to be, have the debate with you guys on Tuesday or Wednesday about whether Yanmark goes into the third line, where they kind of had that planned out with Patrick and Dadanov, or whether you put Krebs on the third line and have Yanmark skate with Kolasar and Carrier. That that will be a, a fun one. I'm I'm already looking ahead to to that conversation. There's part of me, I'll be honest. There's part of me that wants to see. Krebs and Carrier roll together. Okay, and that's and, funny. And see that I would love to see that. That's funny, and I'll tell you kind of my initial thought on it. Um, as as bad as last night was in L.A., and you heard Pete DeBoer kind of single him out after the game. I liked a lot of a lot of what Keegan Colesar brought to the table, yeah. like the the play that he makes to to set up Theodore's goal. That's just a hard nosed play, getting to the front of the net, creating a little bit of havoc. Drops the gloves with Brendan Lemieux, um, eats a shot after the fight's done, which you know whatever, take that, leave that, whatever. But um, 
I don't know that I'd move Kolasar off of that line with Matias Yanmark coming back. Like I, I would look at Carrier, Yanmark, and Krebs and just see if there's anything that you can spark there on your on your fourth line. That would be fascinating to watch. Yeah. Just the, the little bit of, uh, I don't know, you got some spice, you got some uh, some sugar, you got you, you got a little bit of everything uh, going in the in that. Uh, you got some old cheese uh, just just waiting to be uh, uh, cut up. I, I think I think that would be fun uh, to to let them just hightail it out of there and, and go and some enthusiasm too. I, I I still think that there's more to Will Carrier's game and and this this could be the opportunity that he gets or needs to really expose that, he generates opportunities. But if mm-hmm. yeah. if you can put a, a different player, a totally different player than, than he used to, he's, he's used to playing in Peyton Krebs out there, and you still have uh, a, somebody that's hard on the puck and heavy on the puck in, in Kolasar, I think you, you might have something uh, something with, uh, with that unit. And, and just to, to be able to watch Krebs and Carrier and Kolasar roll together would be, uh, would be pretty cool. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I don't know how, how much you looked into last night's box score, but Keegan Colasar actually led all the forwards in time on the ice, and that's including having served a five-minute penalty. There were some messages sent last night. Yeah. I'm, I'm... Did you see the penalty kill where Lassician and Rombeard took, <laughs> yeah. the, took the first shift yeah. on, on a penalty kill? There was a few messages sent in and around that game by Pete DeBoer without, and keep in mind, that's without shutting anybody down last night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if there's yeah. if there's ever a game that you you would see a, a score develop the way it did, you'd think that there would be somebody kind of attached to the end of the bench. One, they lost a forward, so it's much more difficult. Two, it's the second game of the season. A, a little too early for, for something like that. And uh, you had an opportunity to get some other players. I mean, what was Lassition and... Uh, Ron Bjerg's ice time last night. Lecision was 11 minutes and 17 yeah. seconds, and Ron Bjerg was 10 minutes and 30 seconds. Pretty and good. When you say messages, I think it's pretty clear which line the message was sent to if you're looking at ice time. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the, the misfit line. Yeah. They weren't very good. No. Minus two on the night for Carlson, Marsha So, and Riley, both of them. Another giveaway, uh, offensive zone giveaway, uh, turnover. So what did they slot in at uh, Carlson I'm, I'm assuming because him and Riley kill penalties they were both at 15 minutes and 1508 respectively mm-hmm. Marsha so 14 minutes and 28 seconds yeah. of ice time yeah. so it's it's it, it's it's good in the sense of the coach sends the message but it's it's not that talking point because somebody got slapped to uh, to the end of the bench and shut down I I give I didn't intend to have this conversation uh, but it comes out of the great uh, discussion that we generally have on this program i i i give pete DeBoer credit for for tacking it that way uh, as opposed to being the coach who just grabs a player and makes them example and and puts them on the end of the bench and basically says everything's fine thanks for asking though nobody else plays uh if you don't play very good you're gonna end up like him uh i i give pete DeBoer. uh i like that uh, that approach you know it's funny you you talked about Earlier on in the program, uh, it's it's Pete DeBoer not necessarily throwing words out there or phrases out there mm-hmm. without it being meticulously thought up. There's a subtlety to some of the messages that Pete DeBoer sends, whether it be 
directly through the media or whether it be in ice time. And, and I think that that subtlety is one where it grabs players' attention, uh, but it doesn't show them up so much that, that it becomes a, a problem or, or a frustration point. Like, if you're looking at that and you're understanding what the message is, your expectation is the next game those three players are going to be better and they're going to earn their usual ice time. And, and that's kind of the way to do it, I think. Like, you don't have to put a guy on the bench and make that the story. You just have to tweak some things here and there to get, you know, guys that are going that night on the ice more. One guy that I did feel bad for last night was Laurent Brassois, who comes in for the third period. And the first <laughs> shot he faces as a Golden Knight is yeah. a howitzer from the point. Yeah. from uh, the future Hall of Famer and Drew Doughty uh, on a power play. Like that <laughs> not ideal. Not no. not not a perfect situation uh, by <laughs> any means. <laughs> but uh, he went in. I I didn't mind D- Darren Elliott and I went back and forth on it uh about whether you take the goaltender out or or mm-hmm. not. Uh there's uh, there's perfectly fine if he stays in. I think with the way the schedule was set up though, and the fact that they don't play again until next Wednesday, and then they have uh, a games on Friday and and Sunday, uh, I think it's an, it. That's two and a half weeks if Laurent Bersois, because remember, uh, Robin Leonard played the final two games, yeah, uh, of the preseason. That's a long time for Bersois not to be seeing game action. So I I like the idea of of giving him putting him in and and getting him some. Uh, a little bit of time in the net and and feeling his way out as as the backup goaltender and that again backup goaltenders mop up duty a lot of times yeah it, the that game was 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 gone and away from the golden knights well before the start of the third period if we're all being honest here um i do think robin leonard played well like well enough obviously you want more saves but that there there just wasn't much in front of him in terms of help anyway mercy pull uh, right it was a mercy pull yeah exactly you you don't pull robin leonard because he wasn't giving you what you needed you pull him because there's just not anything in front of him to help him out so uh it's an opportunity to get brassois time that's the way that i read it i didn't read it as an indictment on robin leonard's play in the game it was simply an, an opportunity to say you know what let's get this guy 20 minutes of action um, maybe, maybe you get a little bit more out of your guys in front of them. Uh, wasn't really the case. They faced what 15 shots in that third period. Yeah. Like it, it was wild, man. Like Kings came, they, they really, really brought some energy into that game. And, um, you know, it didn't matter if it was Robin Leonard or Loren Brassois with a four, one lead LA was looking to score every single time they were on the ice. Uh, yeah. And part of me disagrees with you that because uh, I thought the game was still you still had an opportunity in in some fashion if mm-hmm. you if you got it going just because of the early season side of it and sure. the swings uh, that were going back and forth but uh, I understand where you are because just from a from a puck control from a taking care of the little details it it, it wasn't there last night it, yeah. it, it wasn't there uh, and and from your lines that are together and your new lines and your kids, like it was it was all over the place. Although King Colasar dropping the gloves with Brendan Lemieux because he didn't like the way Brendan Lemieux was uh, treating the uh, the fourth line, those kids. Mm-hmm. I yeah. thought that was a pretty cool uh, thing to do for him to send a, send a message. Now it wasn't uh, uh, an emotional fight or 
Um, and this is me talking, right? The guy that's uh, never <laughs> won a fight in his life. But it, it wasn't one of those uh, those fights that just came out, uh, out of uh, a scrum or a play. It was uh, a standard, I'm going to have a conversation with you at the face-off. I don't like what you're doing. Uh, let's go. And uh, and I think that there's some, some merit and some appreciation within the teammates and growth of Keegan Colasar as a teammate that, that maybe – comes out of a, a disappointing result last night in 6-2, but teammates and coaches will will remember that uh, more than the result last night. Yeah, I mean, for me, like, if if you told me I had to come up with a player that I thought played well or, or a player that I would say, okay, um, bright spot for Vegas, it, it was Keegan Colasar, and I, I don't think that there was much else beyond that. So I, you know, I, I tend to agree with with Pete's assessment, there was a couple of plays where he was trying to create, he was trying to drive, he, was, he had he had his energy, um, you know, and then the fight, I, I think, sticking up for, uh, I think it was Jonas Ronbjerg that got a little bit abused there by yeah. Brendan Lemieux. Um, you know, it's a, it's a guy playing his first NHL game, and, you know, it right right away in the middle of a scrum, and uh, Lemieux knew what he was doing. He had, he had absolutely... A full understanding of the situation, and I, I like the fact that Keegan Colasar, on the very next shift, made him atone for it, and that's the type of of teammate you you hope that Keegan will be, and he's proven himself to this point in the NHL. Well, I think that's always been there for Keegan too, because Ryan, you and I will remember when they had the rookie games here at at City National. Keegan took exception to a way that Cody Glass was hit mm-hmm. in a game, and right away Keegan he drop the gloves and 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 that was that and i think that's the kind of guy he is and and it was rombierg it, it was i think it was on his first shift actually it was a scrum in front of in front of cal peterson and and he got hit with a punch in the, in, in the face by lemieux so yeah good on good on keegan colasar to, to say hey look you know what i'm not gonna let you push my guys around and and I don't know if that's the role that the team wants him to play but i think it's good on him that that's the role he decided he was going to play Ryan? Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I, I think, again, it's you, you look at Colasar and you look at kind of part of that progression. I, I think that there's going to be times where he's going to drop the gloves because he takes exception to a play or a hit or whatever. And, you know, the, the good thing I think about the Golden Knights going into this year is that you've got Colasar that could do it. You've got Nick Haig that could do it. Mark Stone's no stranger to it. Jonathan Marcheseau will do it. It's a by-committee team when when it comes to taking exception on hits i i look at alex petrangelo the way that he plays i'm sure he would drop the gloves you don't want him to but uh he would and you know i, I again it, you look for something in those moments in those games where you just don't have much and colasar was one of the bright spots for me out of the out of that game last night new poll who's our keegan colasar on this show Ooh. um well we know it's not you certainly not darren yeah um Probably me, because I feel like I do stick up for Chapman, even in the moments where he doesn't deserve it. Um, <laughs> and like I don't really need anybody sticking up for me, so I'll just I'll de- I'll defend myself. So I I think I'm the Keegan Colasar of the show. I don't feel like that's a hot take either. No, I I, I think that's probably lukewarm. accurate. I'm I'm yeah, trying to okay. think who who Darren would be. I'm my own person. You're kind of a pest, so I I don't quite know who who. I mean, Darren Darren's a former Golden Knight for sure. <laughs> really? Yeah. 
Yeah, you're David Perron, buddy. Yeah, I knew exactly <laughs> and, where and, you were going there. And, and you'll yeah. you turtle. So. <laughs> oh wow, a shot all the way around Chapman, all the way to St. Louis. <laughs> yes, uh, you, multiple people with uh, with that swipe. I have no idea who Chapman is uh, in in the in the program. I think I would have been the Nick mm-hmm. Holden. I, I, I think no a, way. Yes, Not fun-loving a, guy. That's an insult can, to Nick Holden. Can kick right fifty-five-yard yeah. no, field goals. Yeah, I, I agree. No, no. Not a Chapman. chance. Chapman, could you kick a five-yard field goal? Absolutely, I can kick a five-yard field goal. Okay. Could you get the right. ball in the air without it bouncing? Yeah, I, I, I used to be able to kick field goals when I was in high school. That wasn't my job, but we used to screw around after after football practice kicking field goals. How many? What's your career distance? I kicked like a 30-yard field goal. No chance. It was 20-plus year, 20 years ago, no but yes, I, I did. I no. kicked, yes, 30-yard field goal. I don't care if it's last week's wind at your back. <laughs> no no chance. Uh, we're it's not a, a lot. It's not long. Uh, before we take a break, though, uh, caller number nine. Give us a shout. 702-876-1340. I realize there's nobody out there named caller number nine. But caller number nine is going to win two tickets to see the Vegas Golden Knights take on the St. Louis Blues Wednesday at T-Mobile Arena. 702-876-1340. We will be back with one-timers. Big contract handed out in the National Hockey League and some injuries to bring you up to date on on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Brought to the near wing. Big shot and he scores! It's time for one-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day. And it's a tie hockey game. On the VGK Insider Show. They're handing out cash around the National Hockey League this week. We've got big deals from Vancouver to Ottawa. And now the Boston Bruins, who agree to terms with defenseman Charlie McAvoy mm-hmm. on an eight-year deal. Yep. And it's $49.5 million in salary, plus $26.5 million in signing bonuses. This is a very different deal than the Nick Suzuki contract, than the Brady Kachuk contract, uh, which one Suzuki didn't get any signing bonus. uh, And there was the AAV was standard right across. It wasn't just the AAV. It was was the same salary every year. Here's the same salary every year. Uh, For Kachuk, it was uh, a lower salary this year, lower salary next year, and then it goes up to avoid escrow uh, payments. And this one, this Charlie McAvoy contract just gets all the signing bonus, which means he gets a big check on July 1st every year. Yeah, the, the structure's interesting because, as you noted, Darren, there's signing bonuses, but uh, the signing bonus money actually goes up as the years wear on. So it's interesting. The first two years, it's a $3.25 million signing bonus the first two years. Then it's $3 million. Then it goes up to $4 million, uh, in years five and six, and then back down to $3 million in seven and eight. But the, the total salary, the base salary that changes too as this contract wears on uh the meat and potatoes in terms of actual dollars paid out uh 2023-24 through 2026-27 it's going to be 11 million 11 and a half million 11 and a half million and then 10 million so Mm -hmm. conceivably when escrow is at its lowest that's when charlie mcavoy is going to make the most of his money and he uh, only makes six million in salary the first year Yes, but, uh, that's all that's eligible for the escrow. The 3.25 million uh, tacked onto that in a signing bonus. 
he gets to put that one right in his jeans. There it is. Oh, uh, what do you think? Yep. Uh, eight-year deal uh, for Charlie McAvoy. Um, it's a lot of cash, man. A it lot is. of it's, cash. It's a lot of money. Um, Nine and a half million AAV. I like the player. I do. It's a lot of money. It's it's paying Charlie McAvoy to be, in my opinion, one of the five to seven best defensemen in the NHL. Um, I think he's outside that right now, but give him a good year before this contract actually kicks in because he's still on a $4.9 million cap hit uh, right now. Um, I don't know. I, I It's fine. It's perfectly fine for me. I like the player. Um, I don't think that by the time the deal kicks in, he's going to be equal value. But by the time the deal concludes, maybe Charlie McAvoy is a $9.5 million defenseman. The richest deal in Boston Bruins history. That says something. Yeah. When you're when you're raising the bar uh, on our original six team, that's. But it's it's time. I mean, there's you're talking about uh, a situation where you're you're turning a page uh, in in the lifetime of the Boston Bruins and the competitiveness window and that yep. that core group. But uh, but. In and around the ten million dollar range, I, I guess you have to change your sights a little bit. Mm-hmm. But Charlie McAvoy, I love as a player. Ten million dollars, I would have been hesitant to go there. Yeah, this, this is okay for me. It's a lot of money, ton mm-hmm. of money. But for the player and how important he is to that group, uh, and that he's going to span the the championship aspirations and that that core group and into the next group i i like him and i like his skill set I, I think that he can he's one of those players that you could see being very competitive through the course of this deal you're also i mean you're locking him up for his most competitive and, and best years too mm-hmm. he's 23 years old he'll be 24 when the deal kicks in so you know you're you're paying for hopefully nine and a half million dollars worth of production over his most productive years now the question I have for you. How old will he be next year? He'll be 24 Which, when the deal kicks I'm, in. I'm sorry. I can't get my head around that. It feels like Charlie's been around for 20 years. <laughs> Am I the only one that feels I, that way? No, no, no. You're not the only one that feels that way. I'm just I'm just telling you. Like, that's <laughs> that's the thing. They'll be 24. You, you've got 20, age 24 through age 32, Charlie McAvoy at $9.5 million. $9.5 million. Like, and the Vegas Golden Knights have... Alex Petrangelo at uh, 8.8. Yeah, I mean, I'll take that all day long. Now, here's here's my question. Um, because the interesting thing about it, like Seth Jones, he'll be 28 when his $9.5 million deal kicks in. Um, who do you take at nine nine and a half? Do you take McAvoy or do you take Jones? I think I'd take Seth Jones. Yeah, I'd take Charlie McAvoy because you're getting – the, the more productive years. Mm-hmm. You, know uh, I mean? you know who I take at 8.8? 8? <laughs> Alex, Alex Petrangelo. <laughs> and even though he'll be he'll be 36 at the uh, at the end of the deal, I take Alex Petrangelo. Like, that that's a great deal. Yeah, like, no, I look, agree. look at these contracts being signed now 
Uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. 8.8. 8. 8. Huge. Yeah. yeah. And you kept and you kept Alec uh, Martinez. I'll take Dougie at 9 million. I'm not taking Dougie at 9 million. I well, scored today. I I may end up being wrong on this, but I'm going to hold my hold my ground <laughs> on on my Dougie Hamilton uh, opinions and how effective he can be. Hey, I like how committed you are. I do. It's just I need to see I need to see success. Let's just say that. Is that individual okay? or team? Uh I need to see more team success. Individually, he's great. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel Landeskog suspended two games for uh, his uh, actions during a National Hockey League game and boarding Kirby Dock. Yeah. So they'll be without Nathan McKinnon and uh, Gabriel Landeskog. So early season troubles for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. But they, they beat Col- uh, Chicago in their opener. They didn't just beat Chicago in the opener. They ran, they skated circles around Chicago in the opener. Um, felt really bad for Marc-Andre Fleury. He was under siege all game long. That being said, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the suspension was probably about what I I expected it should have been. Um, it was a pretty dangerous play. Uh, Kirby Dock on a knee, off balance. Landis Gog just finishes him through the boards. It was... A dangerous play, and this is a suspension that I think the NHL Department of Player Safety got right. So, first one of the year, well done. Best goaltending performance of uh, week number one so far, John Gibson in taking out the <laughs> Winnipeg Jets. The shots were 11-1, and, and they were against the Anaheim Ducks. Yeah. And they were just being smoked. And he was coming up with save after save, and the Anaheim Ducks ended up winning that season opening game the other night at the uh, the pond. Well, John Gibson was hurt late in that game. Lower body injury. Not sure how long he's going to be out, but Anthony Stollers uh, takes over in goal. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to, to kind of get my eyes on the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, it was surprising to me that they were able to beat the Winnipeg Jets. Uh Less so when you consider that John Gibson is just one of those guys mm-hmm. that that can pull out a performance like the one that he had against Winnipeg. Um, but, I mean, there's a lot of buzz, right, about the Anaheim Ducks and some of their young players. The, the biggest question, and I think it's going to be the question all year long, is how does Gibson hold up because he faces a ton of shots and oftentimes he's got to steal games for Anaheim to win. And if he's already dealing with an injury, it could be a very, very long year for the Anaheim Ducks. Stollers actually grew up in the town right next to me in New Jersey. And kind of cool about him is he's one of the very few public school players from New Jersey to make it to the NHL. Almost all of them play for either prep school or a parochial school. So uh, I'll be rooting for the kid just because he, he grew up really close to me. Uh, he's uh, paid paid his dues certainly uh, with that, and now with Ryan Miller retiring and uh, and John Gibson being out of the lineup, he's going to get a start. Dylan Larkin did not practice today. Uh, this is a this is a quote, uh, and we talked about Pete DeBoer and reading into words and and how he chooses his his language and how his, he chooses his phrasing very carefully. Uh, this is from Red Wings coach Jeff Blashill uh-huh. on Dylan Larkin. He could not practice today. I don't know what that means going forward. But we'll see some people today. <laughs> I don't know what that means going forward. Uh, <laughs> um, 
Is okay. That, is that a frustrated coach or is that a, a, a coach that's just like, I don't know. Uh, you'll have to talk. He couldn't practice today. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, well, Dylan Larkin was suspended for a game mm-hmm. um, for roughing. Just punched Matthew Joseph. I, I, I don't know if he was injured like on that play. Uh, or if it's just a frustrated coach that's angry with his second-year captain. I, who knows in Detroit what's going on. Most times you hear um, a coach say, we, we're, we're keeping him out, just couldn't go to yeah. precautionary reasons. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's a new way to dodge the injury question. And I didn't maybe. like the hit on Larkin that, that sent him into the boards. I yeah, mean, that, that was neither, a dangerous play. Neither did he. Yeah. Which and, is and, why he uh, got up and punched Matthew <laughs> Joseph right yeah. in the face. I mean, it was a dirty hit. Uh, Rangers, Ryan Strom will not play uh, at the Montreal Canadiens on the weekend. COVID protocol. There's another one. Winnipeg Jets will get Mark Shifley back tomorrow night. He did not play that opening game loss to John Gibson and the Anaheim Ducks. He was still suspended. Yeah. uh, For the hit against the Montreal Canadiens last last year in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, Ottawa Senators with a surprising performance last night and a victory over the Toronto Maple Leafs, but their number one goaltender did not play in that game, and their number one goaltender won't be playing for a little while. He's on injured reserve, as Matt Murray will at least miss at least the next two games. Not, not ideal, but um, you want Matt Murray healthy, so get him healthy. Um, Ottawa's interesting. Because I liked parts of their game. I liked a lot of, of, of what they did last night. And I think that with kind of that, that jump from getting Brady signed and perhaps, you know, getting a captain at some point here soon, um, Ottawa's going to be an interesting team to keep an eye on because we all kind of joke about Eugene Melnick and the uh, five years of unparalleled success, but. Uh, you could see some good habits creeping into the Ottawa Senators, and it would just be nice to see them be fun to watch and entertaining and competitive. Uh, Braden Holby of the Dallas Stars had to leave his first game uh, after two periods because of dehydration. Huh. Really? Yep. Uh, Anton Tudobin, uh took over. And uh, what else do we... Oh, uh, just... Can you tell people about the the goal that the Philadelphia Flyers allowed tonight? Well, okay, um, I can. Uh, you can also go to at Ryan Hockey Guy. I, I tweeted it out uh, with the caption, "Oh, Carter, no." Um, Carter Hart faces a shot. It goes off the shin pad of a defenseman, off the end boards. Caroms back out to the post, hits Carter Hart's skate, and then caroms into the net. See, that's not bad goaltending. That's terrible luck. Uh-huh. I know I mean, people will go, oh, Carter Hart. No. That's just well, terrible luck. It's, I mean, there's also awareness there, Darren. Like, seal off that post. Mm. Be aware of, of, of the rebound coming directly at you. Like, if you're following the puck, you probably don't allow that goal. Did you guys see the troll uh, job by the LA Kings last night on the VGK? No. So no. This week, uh, ESPN, on social media? Uh, ESPN uh, and uh, Source uh, put on the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights were BGS, right? On their bug? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, last night in the arena at Staples Center, LAK, LA Kings, 
and LGK. Is that a troll job in arena? Let's go Kings. How about that? No, it was the shots on goal clock. No, no, I saw that, but LGK is let's go Kings. I know, but so... I think LGK was supposed to be the Vegas Golden Knights. They, I think they were... Trolling? What were they going for? Like Las Vegas Golden Las Knights? Las Golden Knights? Okay. Uh, I yeah, like so mine I better. A, I think that's a stretch. Did, 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 was it a troll job, though? Probably, but I don't think it makes much sense. No, I agree with you. But uh, thanks to Fernando uh, for uh, letting us know. And the <laughs> tickets have been given away. Who, who, Salvatore? Yeah, Salvatore. Um, First time tickets. winner. First time winner. Yeah, he was really excited. That's awesome. Yeah. And so Salvatore is going to go to uh, the Wednesday game against the St. Louis Blues, the BGK against the St. Louis Blues. Salvatore, if you're in and around the flight deck, come over and say hi uh, to us. And Ralph also won the tickets uh, in our number one. It's the BGK Insider Show where you get information and we give stuff away. You get to go to the games on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here's Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Wallace, stop picking on Carter Hart. I'm not picking on him. You are. You just not. You just sent me another goal that looks suspect. Just sent you another goal that he allowed. That's all. First one was just bad luck. Was this one bad luck? This one is just circumstance okay <laughs> goalie union buddy goalie union i know what i'm up against here uh yeah the coaches will uh, the coaches have a right to be upset with this one uh chapman do you have any time to wrap up the week uh just make sure you listen to unlv football tomorrow on our sister station espn las vegas i'll be hosting the pregame show beginning at 2 30 and uh, i think the rebels are going to get the win tomorrow they play utah state they are 0-5 on the mm-hmm. season, the Rebels are, but I think this is the one where things seem to be coming together. Turning I think, it around. I think they get the W tomorrow. And uh, we have the Henderson Silver Knights on our sister station tonight as well. 12.30 the game. Let's go. Uh, let's crank that up uh, as the Henderson Silver Knights launch their second season. Thanks to Ryan Wallace for joining us. Thanks to you for uh, staying with us as well. Open phones Monday at 4 o'clock. We'll chat with you then.